Good morning. Welcome to ICF Rome on campus, online. I am so excited for today. God has a word for me. God has a word for you. Did you come ready to receive? Huh? I want us to say it together right now. I'm ready to receive. Online, you got to say it. Say it loud where your neighbors hear it. I'm ready to receive. Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team, for that amazing, amazing worship. You know, at our church, we, uh, we launch people to new adventures, and we receive people coming into Rome for new adventures. All of our new friends, if this is your city, we welcome you. Let this be your house of faith. Let this be your family of faith. We're glad you're here. I know it's hard to get to see and know everybody with the mask. Some of our online campus has been a part of our church, and now they're arriving in Rome, and they're in the on-campus service. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. And so I'm going to ask Nasha and Anwin, just stand and wave at everybody. I didn't tell you I was going to do that. But Nasha and Anwin are about to launch to a new adventure. Let's give them a hand. Thank you for that. I want you to know who they are. We are going to be Zooming and, and, welcome, and greeting them and blessing them. They're um, coming up there last Sunday in May, a little bit later. But I want you to be sure and have time to love on them for their faithful years of service. I also want you to know that we need to unite. So put up that slide, united. See, you see relationships reunited. All this mask and all this social distancing. See, the Holy Spirit wants to do something in each of us today. This week, this season. But COVID and mask and social distancing and all of the stuff has pushed us apart where we feel separated. Sometimes in this house, we feel like we can't connect like we used to. We hug on each other. We love on each other. Probably some of that we needed to sort of make sure we're, don't come if you're sick, that kind of thing. I'm glad for those who can still join when they're online also. Amen. But you need to be at this conference. It's not about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife. It's about all relationships reuniting for this new season. And Pastor Jim Wiggin is going to be ministering to us on Friday night online and on Saturday afternoon. Our team has done a great job of making um, it. It's going to be possible for you to have translation into a separate little area and still see everything that's going on. So even better than what we've done in Zoom up to this point. You register online. Everybody say, register online. Register. Say, I will go look at the website. Raise your hand if you will at least go look at the website. Come on, raise your hand. www.icfrome.org. It says register here. Thank you. Well, if you're going to receive... And you're going to be ready to receive. Sometimes there are things like that conference that God says, then this is a way to help you reunite your heart to God. You are going to love Pastor Jim's message on Saturday, I'm just telling you. So my heart, my mind, and my desires are open to be filled this morning with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at Acts 1.8. This is our verse. But you, say it with me, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Some of you that 
um, need to understand this verse, you need to know that God loves you. That's the very first thing I want you to know. God loves you. Point at yourself. Say, God loves me. You have to know that. It's relationship. Jesus loved you. Jesus loved me. He went to this cross. He, he resurrected from, from death, hell, and the grave. Amen? There is a resurrection power when we serve Jesus. He loves you. That means he wants relationship with you. And then he said, I'm going away. I'm going to go up to my father's house and make everything ready for you. Pastor Rick talks about his mansion, God's getting ready, and the pasta that he thinks is going to be at the marriage supper of the lamb. I think maybe tacos, but probably not. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I want you to understand, what does it mean to be his witness? Does it mean that everything's wonderful and that I'm just supposed to go and preach the gospel and say, oh, God loves you? No, being a witness means when I'm sick... I still trust the Lord. Being a witness means when I'm in a new city or in a new job or in a new university or even in a new crisis, I will be his witness in the city where I am, in the little area where I am, in all Judea, and then in Samaria, and then no matter where he takes us, Nasha and Inwin. So in case you haven't listened to the messages up to this point this month of Ready to Receive, I encourage you, all of you, to go back online. It's in Italian. It's in English. You need to hear these messages. Our dear brother Eliseo Frenito brought a powerful message in Italian, translated in English. It's powerful. So here's some things I want you to know as we think about what we've learned up to this point. First week was Easter, right? Resurrection power. That's what you're receiving. Resurrection, it's something that raised someone from the dead. That's, that is power. I don't have that kind of power. But God does. Jesus does. The Holy Spirit does. The power, Pastor Eliseo talked about, the authority and the governance of the power and the power and ability to act. You know, I think sometimes we like the power and ability to act, but we really don't want the authority and the governance that the Holy Spirit wants to give in our lives. Well, somebody say amen. <laughs> because if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge, we will never surrender and yield our full life to him. We have to say, Holy Spirit, I want that power that is authority and governance in my life. And I want the ability to act in all situations and walk in victory. Then Pastor Rick talked about it being the giver, and the giver is who we seek, and that the power is the gift. The power is the gift. That, that power of letting God be in charge and letting God empower you, that's the gift that the Holy Spirit comes. If I would have had time, and I'm not doing it today because we want to take time to pray at the end together because I want you to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I would have had a table of fruit right here. With one grape and one apple and one cherry and one banana, I would have wanted you to see that one piece of fruit. And I want you to think about when Jesus came into your heart, it was like God said, okay, and here's some seeds for the apple. And here's some seeds for the vineyard of grapes. And here's some seeds for the forest of banana trees. I'm just giving you this one thing right now. But I'm going. And he said, you stay right here. 
And you wait until the power of the Holy Spirit falls on you. And when that happens, I envision, I want you to envision it with me, dozens of angels coming out with multiple baskets overflowing, making a mess up here with tons and tons of grapes and tons and tons of apples and tons and tons of cherries. And I know you're saying, Pastor Jen, are you talking about fruit? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering. This is the peace and the blessing of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of character-building, life-giving operations in any circumstance of your life. Ephesians 1.13 says this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When you believed, when you said, Jesus, come into my life. This week I led a man to the Lord online. I led a a man to Jesus who said, I want to know this Jesus. I want him in my life. When you believed, imagine God is up in heaven and he's sealing your name. And he's saying, Holy Spirit, go. Let the spirit of the sovereign Lord descend. Spirit, come upon their lives. I want you to look at Acts 2, 1 through 4, because I'm going to give you scriptures. These aren't my words. These aren't Pastor Rick's words. These are God's words. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind from heaven came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire. We sang it, tongues of fire that came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We talk about this baptism, this infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues as your prayer language. The Bible says that the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. And, you know, I also think that our human thought really controls how much we yield to God. When we yield our tongue and we don't know what we're going to say or what it means, but somehow the supernatural fire comes on us and we begin to speak in a language that we never learned, it is powerful. Listen, I'm not just telling you this because I'm, I'm an ordained minister of the Assemblies of God, a Pentecostal movement, a worldwide Pentecostal movement. That's not why I'm telling you. I'm telling you because when I was 15, my mother was killed by a drunk driver. I could have been mad. I could have been bitter. But I asked the Holy Spirit to come. We sang that, Holy Spirit, come. And when he came, something broke in my heart. I did not stay bitter. I did not stay broken. I did not have the words to express my grief or my sadness but I had the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have lost loved ones this, this year, this past year. But the Holy Spirit comes as a comforter. The Holy Spirit comes as the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit comes to purge us. And I'm telling it to you today because it means something to me. If you know where there's a great restaurant, you tell somebody, go there. It's open. They'll take reservations. They'll feed you. It'll be amazing. I know a table 
prepared for you. And I'm saying, don't just take the little bit of aperitivo. Dive into the full menu of God. You won't be sorry. It is personal for me. So this morning, I have a couple thoughts for you. I want you to understand that baptism by water is an external witness of our commitment to Christ. When COVID breaks a little bit more, we set up a full-size water baptismal tank right here. That's one thing we've really missed in these last several months. And those who have made a new commitment to follow Jesus are literally immersed in water, symbolically being washed of the old man and brought up new. It's a witness. Amen? How many of you, raise your hand, how many of you have been baptized in water? Raise your hand. Look, yeah, awesome. Isn't that amazing? I want you to feel that. I want you to know what that felt like. I bet you don't forget it. Well, the baptism by the Holy Spirit is an internal application of the power of God. If you believe the Bible, then you got to believe all the Bible. If you believe Jesus and God, then you got to believe all of the Trinity. If you believe that God is more powerful than you, then let his prayer language come on you so you can pray in victory when you don't know how to pray anymore. Anybody felt like, I don't know how to pray? Be honest, let me see you. Yeah, I have. I felt that way several times in the last 12 months. Lord, what do you want to do? I got I to gotta stay open and yielded to you, Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The power of the Holy Spirit enables us to be his witness. His witness. You know, your life is a witness without saying any words. Your face and your countenance is a witness, even behind the mask. Your countenance is a witness. The Holy Spirit allows you to be filled up so that you will change the way you do life. Why baptism by fire? Why? Why do you think the Holy Spirit came like fire? Well, I believe it's because fire is what consumes and purifies. And the Holy Spirit purifies our hearts, our attitudes, and our actions. It's not just about the courage and the confidence and the courageousness that the Holy Spirit gives me, but it's also about the conviction and the correction, so that I don't think like the world, so that I don't react like the world, so that I don't operate like the old man or the old woman, that I have a new way, a new life, new mercies operating in my life. Fire is a purifying presence. Fire is a prominent evidence that something is happening. You could have a very small fire in this building. God forbid, no, no. But we're going to have a spiritual fire, okay? You could have a fire, though, and you would know, right? You would see the evidence of it. You would see the red flame. You would see the smoke. You would see the evidence of the fire doing something. That's what the Holy Spirit is in your life. I want you to see the evidence of God working. I want your family to see the evidence of the Holy Spirit changing you. I want your friends to see it. I even want your social media to change. Oop, sorry. Somebody say amen. (laughs) fire is a powerful element that produces a refined result fire is a powerful evidence that produces a refined result very important i want you to be ready to receive with confidence his power this morning 
ready to receive with confidence. Do you have confidence that God exists? Can somebody say amen? If you're online, maybe in the chat, I want you to write, I have confidence. Write it in the chat right now. I have confidence. Wave at me if you have confidence in God. I have confidence in God. I know he made me. I know he formed us before we were even in our mother's womb. And he had a plan and a purpose for each one of us. So I'm asking you a couple questions this morning. What kind of confidence do you have? What kind of confidence do you operate in? This is a question you have to answer. And you're going to get an opportunity to do that in just a little bit. Well, here's what I want you to remember about this kind of confidence. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the power when I feel powerless. The Bible says the Holy Spirit fills me up to overflowing. So when I'm empty, he fills me up. When I'm empty of courage, he fills me with boldness. When I'm empty of peace, he gives me comfort. I need to hear more amens on that. I know I can hear them online. When I'm empty of courage, he gives me boldness. When I'm empty of peace, he gives me comfort. When I'm empty of what should I do and I have all these questions, he fills me up with answers. That's not your answers. That's not a natural response. That's a supernatural flow of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason for this Holy Spirit influence. He gives us boldness for life. His power. I think it was Pastor Rick talking last week about the car. I wrote it down in my notes. But I want you to know he makes my car move. If I'm the car, the Holy Spirit makes me move. If coming to Jesus is me getting in the car, the Holy Spirit is that fiery fuel that makes my car get to the next destination. I can't get there without the Holy Spirit. Life happens to all of us. Life happens. But with the infilling of the Holy Spirit's power. Now you could bring a tiny little cup. For next service, I want you to get me a little cup and a big cup, okay? You could bring a little cup and say, fill me up. And you would have a little communion cup full of, well, God bless you. That's wonderful. I know you're going to go out those doors. You're going to turn off this, this online service. And you're going to be blessed for about five minutes. Or you could bring the biggest, widest jug. And you could say, I'm hungry for more. Fill me up, spirit. I don't know. If there's anybody in here who doesn't need more of God, you need to come have a meeting with me and pray for me. Because I need more of God. I need more of Jesus every day. I need more of the Holy Spirit every day. Here's the second question I have for you then. Where does your confidence come from? Where does your confidence come from? So I've asked you, what kind do you want? You want one that works, right? You want a confidence that works. You want a confidence that lasts, that never runs out, that overflows. Where do you get this confidence from? I'm encouraging you, find out before it runs out. Find out before it runs out. Because if your confidence is only stress-induced, and when you're under stress, you hold the ledge, and you ask the Holy Spirit, help me, I'm on the ledge, I don't know what I'm going to do, and the Holy Spirit comes, and then you get off the ledge, and then you're not on the ledge anymore, then what? Is your confidence peer-motivated? You're trying to impress everybody else around you or you're only seeking approval from sources. But is it Holy Spirit empowered? Are you scrolling the internet more than you're scrolling the scripture? 
Let me say it again. Are you scrolling the internet more than you're scrolling the scripture? You better make sure that you give God not just a tithe of your time, but all of your time. Make sure you're saying to God every single day, it matters more to me what you say than what the prime minister says. And I pay attention to what the prime minister says. It matters more to me what you say than even what my beloved husband says to me. And I listen and I want to know what he says to me. It matters more to me than what my beautiful daughters say to me. And I love them. We have a wonderful relationship. But I need to hear from Jesus. I need to hear from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? If my confidence and my power in the Holy Spirit is based on that, he's never unavailable. His line is never busy. His signal never goes out. It doesn't disconnect. He's always, everybody say always. always. Type it in the chat. Always available. If your confidence is only circumstance-driven, you're only seeking this Holy Spirit because of your circumstance, then what? Then what? Is it self-inflicted? This might hurt your feelings a little bit. Do you feel like, well, I'm confident, and therefore I really don't need all this. That's nice, but that's really not from me. Then I want you to imagine that God was standing right here. And Jesus was standing here with his nail-pierced hands. And you could see the blood that dripped off of him. And you're basically saying to him, it wasn't enough. I'm enough. I know that hurts. You can't find your confidence in yourself. Don't push God back. Don't push Jesus back. Don't push the Holy Spirit back and say, I got my own confidence. Because there will come a day, believe me, probably more than one, when you will question your own confidence. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit every day. You need the Holy Spirit to change your life and your mindset. John 15, 5 says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So your confidence needs to come from God, from the Holy Spirit, from that flow. And when I don't have the words in my language anymore, and I begin to yield, and I begin to pray in my prayer language, something transposes, transforms the situation. Jeremiah 17, 7 says this, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. These aren't my words. These are God's words to you. Blessed is Jackie who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is Marlon who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is Rosemary who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is Mary whose confidence is in God. That's God's message to you. Put your name in it. We need a holy confidence. There is a holy place right here this morning. There is a holy presence that's going to fall on you right now. In just a couple minutes, I want you to know something. Psalm 27.3 says this. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. You see, you got to be hungry for the right source. I want to say it again. you got to be hungry 
for the right source. Our God is omnipresent. Places don't scare him. Our God is omniscient. The unknown will not undo his knowledge and wisdom for your life. Our God is omnipotent. Somebody say amen. There is no storm. There is no chaos more powerful than God's power. I'm going to say it again and give you a chance to say amen, okay? Because I know it's fast, but we got to get there. Our God is omnipresent. Places don't scare him. Our God is omniscient. The unknown will not undo his knowledge. Our God is omnipotent. There is no storm or chaos more powerful than God's power. He can't be undone. It's trusting in the Lord. In yourself, you may grow faint and weary. In your titles and places that could be taken or changed or lost at any moment, you could get undone. But when you have the Holy Spirit, worship team, come. When you have the Holy Spirit come upon you, the Holy Spirit's power will never run out. The Holy Spirit's power will never run out. He knows what I need and he knows what you need. He knows what you guys need and he knows what you all need. He knows what second service needs and he knows what first service needs. He knows what every generation needs. He knows what every university student needs. He knows what every, stu- every person who's looking for their documents. He knows what every person who feels like their life is on hold. The Holy Spirit knows. So I want you to hook up your confidence to the Holy Spirit's power today. It will never run out. It will never be consumed. It will never be lost or stolen. And it will never be too little or too late. Wow. I want you just to lift your hands right where you are. I want you to lift your hands right where you are online. In a moment, Pastor Rick is going to pray with those online. And we're going to pray more here. But together, online and on campus, we're lifting our hands. We're saying to the Lord, I'm ready to receive. I know the Holy Spirit's power is for me. I know that I need Jesus. And the Bible says when they were all together waiting on the Lord, they were all filled. They were all filled. You're going to be filled right now. Begin to pray in your prayer language. Begin to invite the Holy Spirit. Online campus, I'm praying for you. I'm believing that if you don't know this Jesus in such a way that you freely take the gift of the Holy Spirit, that you will pray with Pastor Rick. And I pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to do a new work in your life. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ. So say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. But maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe 
you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.